Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. It is Jersey Joe, and it is the 12th of October. And as you know, it is opening night. It is happy hockey miss. And there is a lot to go around today, as I probably don't want to bore you with so many other details, but you'll understand why. But uh, make sure when you want to sponsor the podcast and support the show, use huh2021 so that's huh2021 and also for those of you who are big fans of the nfl and you want to use our vigit app as well um use this wonderful ticker right after i tell you is that the nfl betting league where the grand prize is two tickets to the Super Bowl. That's right, the Super Bowl. You will get to use this promo code NFL0344. That is again NFL0344. I'll put it in the the description at the end of the podcast episode here on anchor.fm. And so back to the wonderful sport of that we call hockey. I'm Happily going to say is that this is season three of Heads Up Hockey Podcast. It used to be the Jersey Joe Corner. I renamed it um, over a year ago. And so the Devils start uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks on uh, Friday the 15th. I will be there in Section 14. Um, yes, there have been a few uh, injury updates some of them are temporary, and who knows, it could be day by day. Um, however, I'm excited that Dawson Mercer's on the team. I can't wait to see what he can do against a Chicago Blackhawks lineup and just to see what, you know, the roster will be like. I mean, you know, when I watched Mercer um, not only in camp, but I watched him in the World Juniors and stuff, I know that he's a 200-foot player, kid's relentless. Um, he put that on display versus the Capitals and the Rangers. And I think, you know, the Devils having three out of four lines with guys who are two-way uh, forwards they can use in that center or wing really makes the team more of a threat defensively and offensively because when you flip the switch from defense to offense you get the puck stripped you know just like Mercer did versus the Rangers um you're basically increasing your odds of not only scoring but also winning and when you play really good defense guys like Dougie Hamilton and uh you have Ryan Graves you really improve your defensive uh capabilities as a as a whole and you know, a team like the Blackhawks, um, they did acquire some pieces in the off season, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if it was a close game or a bit of a barn burner, but um, there's always um, something to look forward to as 
it says right now on the NHL app that Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Dominic Kubelik, Gaudette, um, Debrinket, Borgstrom, uh, Kara, um, Dylan Strom, Jonathan Taves, Ryan Carpenter, um, Calvin DeHaan. Um, then you have uh, Chase Stillman's older brother, um, number 61 on defense. You have Kirby Da, who's trying to make a comeback season because he was out majority of the season last year with an injury. Caleb Jones, that's Seth Jones's brother. Um, you have Tyler Johnson, who the Blackhawks got um, from Tampa Bay. So you have Mark Andre Fleury in that, and then you have um, Kevin Lankinen for the Chicago Blackhawks. And Lankinen is a Finnish goaltender. Last year, he played in 37 games with a 3.01 goals allowed average with a .909 save percentage. 17 wins, 14 losses, and 5 overtime uh, decisions. So, basically, you know, it's going to be an interesting battle. And, you know, just talking about the Devils roster in general... You got some guys like Colton White who are temporarily filling in for Ty Smith. You have Dougie Hamilton, you know, being the anchor of the right-handed defense. Andreas Janssen's looking to improve over last year and prove his doubters wrong. Another thing is you have got Nico Heischer, the captain, who is looking to, you know, be more uh, healthy this season and be that nice two-way threat and possibly be a Selkie Trophy guy. And I could see that um, along with um, Jack Hughes. And Jack Hughes uh, also, they are going to be the two major offensive components along with um, Igor Sharangovich, the Belarusian brute. He's a lethal sniper when he gets the puck and he basically when he moves his body sideways and he's able to square up his shot on net he's just lethal um Jimmy VC made the team out of camp on a one-way contract um to be honest I really wanted him to be a devil earlier in his career but the problem was he was coming out of college from Harvard University and he chose to go to the New York Rangers. And eventually he met future coach Lindy Ruff. And so, you know, the Ruff connections do help VC. And I think VC can score 16 goals. I mean, that's a normal average baseline that VC can do. Um, I can see Sharon Govich getting maybe 30 plus goals this season and maybe. A little bit more damage, Dawson Mercer. <coughs> I see Mercer being a guy that can maybe score 20 goals and maybe 35 points, 40 points right there. I think because of his two-way game and his physical play and his heads-up hockey mentality where he's ahead of the game at the next level. And it's only going to make him stay in the NHL longer than expected. <coughs> and I think he'll surpass the nine-game 
benchmark. And Michael McLeod, I really like his energy. Um, fast guy. He can absolutely um, be an interesting threat on the bottom fourth line, third line, depending on how well he does. And I think he'll be able to chip in for at least 12 goals, 15 goals on average, maybe 25, 40 points a season, just to give you a baseline what I think he could do. Um, right now, Ty Smith and Damon Severson are currently out, along with Miles Wood temporarily. Um, Smith would be a guy who would quarterback the left-handed side, and Damon Severson would be the second-line um, right-handed defenseman behind Dougie Hamilton and above P.K. Subban. Um, so basically, that's kind of like your two offensive components that are missing, but that's not the full team uh, potential. Um, so you kind of now we're kind of getting to the Sasquatches. I like to call the big physical guys that the Devils got, like Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. They're all Sasquatches. Why? Because they're tall, they're big, they're physical. They they stick they stick out their arms to poke check the pucks away, play physical, be nasty, and play clean and physical. And if for some reason the forward group doesn't contain the opposing puck carrier, I see guys like Graves and Hamilton and Yarosh. I'll get to Yarosh and Siegenthaler in a moment, but um, guys like Zaka, who are center wingers, are big bodies along with Frederick Gauthier. And so I can see Zaka having another big offensive uh, season, um, maybe surpassing his totals from last year. And I can see it because he shoots the puck a lot and he's well aware. So... I think he's going to be a great winger, especially on a third or, you know, second line role at most. And I think he's going to be well complimented. Um, if Miles Wood was in the starting lineup on Friday, he would absolutely be on pace for maybe a 22-goal season, 54-point season. Um, to me, I think he'd be able to get at least 77 hits. Um, Graves and Hamilton might be getting maybe 200 and maybe 117 hits um, per player. So I think those guys would take up a lot of shooting lanes. And um, Mason Hertzen, uh, or he calls himself Gertzen, I know he just got picked up from the Rangers not long ago. Um, the way he plays is a physical, snarly style of hockey. And I think of him as a guy who brings that physical edge, wins those board battles um, as a defenseman, and can absolutely contribute to a third-line, seventh uh, defenseman-type role. Um, Yanni Kuokinen is a guy who can provide a lot of the top six uh, winger, center, uh, depth, and he can absolutely be a underrated playmaker. And I know Jesper Bratt, he and Kuokinen can both have about 45, 60 points a season. 
on average, depending on how well they do with their um, line mates. Uh, Merigan Studenich, the Slovak, uh, I see him doing well with Tomas Tatar, um, helping him, you know, get used to um, a full NHL season. And I think it would be great for Studenich to learn from Tatar at all times because Studenich is young. Tatar is about my age. I'm 32. Maybe Tatar is maybe 33, 30-something 30 odd. But um, you kind of see where I'm going. But um, there are more veterans on this team than there are rookies. And that's a problem the Devils had last year. Um, they didn't have enough uh, experienced players to help um, mold the younger guys. And so I think that's a benefit of this upcoming roster. Um, Siegenthaler, being a Swiss defenseman, he plays uh, a two-way game, but more so of, of a physical defenseman side who can chip in a little bit. Um, P.K. Subban is trying to overcome his demons of last year where offensively and defensively he was just eroding. Um I don't expect a whole lot out of Subban. I expect minimal of maybe 30 points, maybe nine goals. Um, Yarosh, maybe three goals and maybe 15 points around that area. Um, Jack Hughes, I see him popping big time, maybe around 16 goals and 73 points. Most of the time when I make up those numbers, it's usually because if you look at the takeaways from last year and you cut them by half and you add them to the points total, that's what you get. And I can see that being the case because Jack is a guy who likes to capitalize not only offensively but defensively to create those scoring drives. Now we go on to Tomas Tatar again. He's a guy that I liked over the years um, playing for Detroit and Tatar played with Montreal and Vegas. And I see him, you know, bringing that winning vibe to the team and bringing that energy and the drive. It only makes the team deeper. <coughs> and so we move on to the goaltending. The goaltending is Jonathan Bernier, who is a really good 1A, but he's really a backup. But <coughs> you have Mackenzie Blackwood, who's the uh, primary starter you use. And if Blackwood doesn't do well, you can roll with Bernier. And if something happens between Blackwood and Bernier, you have Scott Wedgwood. So really, if you look at it this way, you got... Um, Mackenzie Blackwood, you could get a minimum of 50%, 52% of the games, and you could split the rest between um, Bernier, who can get the second most, and Wedgwood. <coughs> so I really think the Devils are going to be pretty balanced in net. Um, I know the Devils will overcome some of their um, maintenance day players um, going into this season but like at any moment Alexander Holtz or a Jesper Bokvist could be called up on a moment's notice 
Um, Kevin Ball, Nikita Ohachuk are um, back in Utica. They're marinating right now. And my expectations are is that they will have their time to be called up. And I believe Michael Vukojevic will be one of the unsung uh, players coming up from Utica. And the Devils have a really good uh, former NHL coach and Kevin Deneen who anchors Utica. And Utica, I believe, will favor the Devils very well, producing the fruits of uh, the labor for the Devils uh, on the NHL team and helping the Devils get back to um, not only being a very well-respected team, but I see the Devils being a team that cracks the wild-card spot and maybe get to the first or second round of the playoffs. And with that being said, the Devils wouldn't really have to do much acquiring um, come the NHL trade deadline if everything falls into place between American Thanksgiving and the March trade deadline, I believe, this year. Let me double-check. Um because I know the NHL has done some stuff, um, some different dates that they put. Um, by the way, if you're still listening to this podcast and it's Friday, the Devils will announce who the new um, announce public address announcer will be. And I'm going to keep it quiet on that for a little bit because I don't want to um, jinx anything. So now... Um, as per the athletic, the NHL trade deadline is March 21st. And I know most of you, uh, traditional hockey fans will be like, why isn't it in February? Well, Turner sports and, um, Disney and Disney who runs, um, ESPN and ABC and a bunch of other networks, um, have, you know, a lot of money in the NHL and, you know, I think they want to do something for the trade deadline and give the league that kind of money and get more eyeballs watching besides, you know, the Sportsnet feed and the NHL network feed. And so, um, according to The Athletic from Corey Massasak and a few other guys, um, May 2nd is the first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs, so... Um, you want to have an April to get those final rosters done. Um, June 30th is the last possible day of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, July 1st, which is Canada Day, is the first buyout period opens. So July 1st, for those of you who are listening, um, July 1st used to be um, free agent frenzy, but it's not free agent frenzy anymore, but it is buyout period for the first round of it. Um, the NHL draft, the 7th and 8th of July, which will be my thing. Of course, I do that. Um, the first buyout period ends on July 12th. So there's an 11-day um, area of players that NHL teams can buy out. Um, then July 13th, uh, free agency opens. So I know it's a 12-day um, difference from the original um, free agent frenzy date. So um, I apologize for the updates because I know some of you listeners are pretty upset. And I think 
when it comes to you know the new partnerships between Turner Sports and Disney you know it's going to benefit the NHL in the long run and you know with Seattle in you know the NHL you're looking at the escrow going to get paid down sooner um the cap's going to go up a million bucks each off season until the escrow is paid off so that was per Elliot Friedman um not that long ago on the 31 thoughts now 32 thoughts podcast um i take you know Elliot Friedman pretty you know well over the years he's done great reporting and so what do i think is going to be like the metro um i will say this um so i looked at the spit and chicklets podcast um i can agree with them on the capitals and the islanders a little bit um i can see the islanders backtreading a little bit um i don't see the flyers um, in the playoffs, I do see the Capitals. I do see the the Rangers in there. I I kind of see New Jersey and maybe partially the Flyers. But if the Flyers falter, it's going to be pretty bad. Um... I can see the Carolina Hurricanes not in there because they lost Dougie Hamilton and their goaltending is pretty questionable. Um, Don't really think that is going to be the case for the Devils because goaltending is addressed and the defense is pretty solid and the Devils have a lot of depth in their uh, minor league team. And that's going to be the thing that makes and breaks a season is that I believe Carolina will be out of that and I can see the Metro being the Devils I can see it being the Rangers the Capitals and maybe the Penguins if they're somehow going to pull it off with Malkin and Crosby despite their injuries um, I don't really see that being the case much, but, um, this, the Islanders are on, are on the last couple of years of their glory years. And if the Islanders do falter, it's because the Dano Chara and Andy Green, who is still on the team, begin to start breaking down defensively and not able to produce, and guys like Mayfield and Pellick do fall back on their own um, accord defensively, and they can't take on as much responsibility. And I know Lou likes to clamp down on things, but (coughs) I see Lou making moves to try and improve the Islanders, but um, I think it's going to be a very competitive uh, metropolitan uh, division, but do I think it's going to be a sustainable one? It's possible, but the Metro division over many years has been pretty competitive, and it's a pretty cutthroat division, and 
I can see the Devils upsetting a lot of teams. And yes, the Devils do like a dark horse, but they have a lot of firepower still, even with some guys that are injured. Um, definitely keep touch base with you. You know, this upcoming Friday is going to be an interesting one. And later today, um, you're going to hear me on the Devil State of Mind podcast again. And Neil and I will talk about um, what we expect out of the New Jersey Devils. So, and of course, I'm going to do some bashing of the spit and chicklets on that um, prediction stuff. And I just think, you know, some might be concrete that they put out some that's just, you know, favoritism. So, for those of you who are supporting the Heads of Hockey podcast, <coughs> make sure you go to the Apple Store, uh, or Apple Podcast, rather, and give us a good rating, if not a very good one, and hit the bell on Spotify and be notified for upcoming episodes. And I'm officially a staff writer at Overtime Heroics Hockey and hope to see you there. I got a article that's pending, you know, to be published at 9.15 and see you folks there at Overtime Heroics Hockey as well. And you can use... The, on the Vigit app, you know, to win tokens, use like Amazon cash cards. You got to use HUH2021. And also for those who want to win those two grand prize tickets to the Super Bowl. And you will have to use NFL0344. And thank you. Have a great day. And happy hockey miss.